Welcome to our weekly REBT Therapy Podcast, also known as the Three Minute Therapy Podcast. And uh, I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein, clinical psychologist, author of Three Minute Therapy. And I'm here with my partner, Mick Berry, also a rational emotive behavior therapy uh, expert. And we're here with Chris Rossini, our tech engineer who does uh, the technical side of these broadcasts. And uh, it's based on REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, which was formalized by Albert Ellis in the 1950s, which created a revolution in the psychotherapy movement from the more psychoanalytically oriented therapy to uh, the popular cognitive behavior therapy used by so many therapists now, which focuses more on your thinking and the basic and focuses on the basic principle that our emotions come from our thinking about situations, not from situations themselves. And that gives you a lot of power because if you don't like how you're feeling, if you're feeling anxious, depressed, angry, or even addicted, you can change your thinking and that will change your emotions and behaviors. The main type of thinking that leads to emotional problems comes from musts and shoulds, demanding. I must do well and get approval or else I'm no good. You must treat me well or else you're no good. Life must be fair, easy, and hassle-free or else it's no good. And it's that thinking that leads to emotional problems. REBT also has a problem separation technique, which we look at emotional problems such as anxiety, depression, anger, and practical problems people have in their life. And we also uh, recommend various practical solutions to practical problems. And we're largely going to be discussing the latter today, and that is good communication strategies, which complements REBT very well. Before we go into the details, Mick, did you want to add anything to the introduction? Hmm. Uh, let's see. No, I think you got it. Okay, so let's discuss some good communication strategies. And uh, I have a few. Mick, you might want to add some. I got a couple of mine from John Gottman. Uh, the uh, great relationship author. And he wrote seven principles for making marriage work. The first one is uh, using a five to one ratio, which means that for every uh, negative interaction you have with your partner or your friend, try to have at least five positive interactions. And John Gottman, in observing couples, found that if the ratio is uh, unbalanced like that, many, many more positive to negative interactions, then the relationship tends to go well. But if it's more even, an equal number of negative interactions to positive interactions, then, uh, then um, things go much better. And a positive interaction could be something as simple as smiling and saying good morning 
or touching your partner or uh, complimenting them. That's a great shirt you're wearing today, or it's good to see you, those kinds of things. So those would be positive interactions that John Gottman recommends you focus on. And people always like being appreciated, being complimented. And so as long as it's genuine, then that tends to work very well. Another uh, suggestion in good communication, not from John Gottman, is rather than uh, saying to your partner or your friend, you should do X or you have to do Y, rather state what you would like as a preference. I prefer you wash the dishes tonight and then add, how do you feel? So you can get their feedback and get them engaged in your preference. Another one is when you discuss a problem with a friend or a partner, be forward-looking rather than backward-looking. And what that means is discuss what you would like in the future rather than what went wrong in the past. Because when you start to talk about what went wrong in the past, there could be a lot of bickering. Well, you did that yesterday, so I want you to stop. And then your partner says, well, no, I didn't. And anyway, you did that the day before. So I never found in working with couples that uh, bringing up the past helps. But bringing up what you would like in the future in the form of I prefer X, whatever X is, how do you feel about that, is a much better way to deal with problems. Another suggestion that works quite well with couples, I call a regularly scheduled relationship discussion. And, uh, and that is to discuss on a, some kind of regular basis how the relationship is going, positives and negatives. And actually, Mick is very good at this with me, and he often says, how's the relationship going? So that's a great strategy to use. Mick, were you going to say something? Yeah, how is our relationship going? Yeah, great, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, one of the reasons I do that with you is I know that I've had a habit in the past of uh, neglecting checking in with you about that. So I make it a point to check in with you about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, uh, underneath everything you're mentioning, it's really good to watch out for making a demand on the other person because I could say I'd like to meet for lunch at noon rather than one o'clock. But if I'm demanding that we do that and you're resistant to it for whatever reason, I'm going to become angry about it and I could start resenting you. So whatever it is we want in any circumstance, if we steer clear of demanding to get it, we're always much better prepared to negotiate and figure out how we can possibly get what we want or at least get along with the person that we're um, trying to arrange to work out what it is that we want. Conflicts arise. If I want something and you want something else that opposes my desire, that's a conflict. If I keep it as a desire rather than a demand, it's much easier to figure out how we can both get what we want. And if it is not possible, it's easier 
to much easier to accept, well, okay, well, this isn't going to work, but I won't have resentment or anger towards you. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that illustrates why making requests is I prefer something rather than we should or you should do this. I prefer <clears throat> you do X, Y, and Z. Right. And let me just emphasize the uh, rational part of that because you could, I've seen people say, I prefer this when they actually were demanding it. They were just using the word prefer. So internalizing having the desire and not the demand is even more important than simply saying, I prefer. However, fake it till you make it. If, if you're not feeling non-demanding, if you're feeling demanding, you can still say, I prefer, if you're aware that, well, not quite aware, I'm not quite there in terms of just accepting either outcome. And the way to get there, if you do have a demand, is on your own, questioning, challenging, and contradicting your musts and shoulds, because since you don't run the universe and you don't control others, there's no reason why others absolutely must do what you want them to do. And another thing to think about is that the more we want something, the easier it is to turn it into a demand. Doesn't mean it necessarily becomes a, a demand, but it easily may become a demand. And often when we're dealing with people, especially when it comes to love relationships and passion, we have big, big desires, and those desires may easily become demands. Yeah, and it's Albert they Ellis. Have, they don't have to. As Albert Ellis used to say uh, in his Bronx accent, cherche le should, cherche le must. So as Mick is saying, uh, just want to finish this, Mick. As Mick is saying, uh, look for a should or a must that might be underlying the right words, I prefer, but you might have a should or a must underneath that. Yes, Mick? I was just going to imitate Uncle Al, share shame like should share shame like must. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. I uh, I know how to imitate Albert Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing to keep in mind in working on a relationship is when you're trying to reach a mutually agreeable solution about a problem. Look for what works for both of you, meaning what you both agree on. And it doesn't have to be something that everyone else would agree on or not agree on, or it doesn't have to be fair or easy. If the two of you agree on a solution, uh, use that and rather than an outside standard of what <laughs> what would uh, what other couples might use. Another uh, concept that I borrowed from John Gottman he calls the three turnings, turning toward someone, turning away from someone, and turning against someone. And what that means is when uh, you're speaking to someone and they uh, say something, then it's important to respond in kind or at least indicate you're listening by saying something like, I see, or good point, or that makes sense, rather than just going off on your own. So if I say uh, it's a beautiful day today and uh, Mick says uh, I had broccoli for lunch, 
then that's turning away because it doesn't respond to what I said. Um, if that's so, that's called turning away. Turning against would be even worse, and that is if I say I had broccoli for lunch, and Mick says, "Why are you always talking about food? That's stupid." That would be turning. That would be turning against. But turning toward would be say, "Well, that seems pretty healthy." And uh, I'm going to have broccoli tonight for, for dinner. So that would be turning toward. So try to focus on turning toward, not turning away or turning against. Um, and yeah, Nick? I just wanted to say also, I don't believe we mentioned listening to the other person is vital. And that often requires shelving what it is we want to talk about at least for 10 or 20 seconds and letting the other person say what's on their mind and hearing what they're saying, thinking about it, and noticing how important it is to them. Yeah, exactly. And along those lines, expressing empathy. I know how you feel. That happened to me yesterday. I felt the same way, etc. And then finally, a concept directly from REBT is unconditional other acceptance. Accepting the other person uh, as the imperfect human they are, rather than getting angry or thinking they should be doing otherwise. They're just imperfect. They're just an imperfect human who acts imperfectly. So expect them to screw up, make mistakes, be flawed, and then you won't get upset or angry about that behavior on someone else's part. Okay, that's uh, all I had in terms of some good communication strategies. Anything else you'd like to add, Mick? Um, well, we mentioned a lot. I think it may be a little hard to implement it with all of those things that we mentioned. So generally, I'd say pick one or two and try those. It's something that you can remember and do, such as turning towards that when somebody brings something up, acknowledge that it's important to them and see what it is that's important to them and to practice it. I would pick one or two and just, as Al would say, practice, practice, practice. Uh, that's a good point. And that reminds me of another strategy that I recommend, which is called retrospective role-playing. So if you have an argument with a friend or a partner, then uh, looking back on it, think of how you would have liked to have acted and responded and role-play it with your partner uh, as if it just happened, but role-play your ideal self, your best self, rather than uh, going back to the anger. That's called retrospective role-playing. Okay, very good. Excellent discussion. And we'll be here again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, but uh, you'll find us on YouTube and Podbean uh, if you want to see future or past episodes. And uh, thank you, Mick, for participating in this. Thank you, uh, Chris Rossini, our tech engineer. I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein, author of Three Minute Therapy here. 
and uh, clinical psychologist. If you're struggling or you know anyone who's struggling with emotional problems, please send them our way. Give us a thumbs up if you like this podcast and uh, comment below if you have questions or you'd like to suggest subjects that you'd like us to discuss or you'd like to volunteer. It's been quite some time since we've had a volunteer on that we've discussed the problem with either a therapist who would like um, some feedback and some supervision or someone who has an emotional problem they're dealing with and would like some fabulous free therapy. And subscribe to the Three Minute Therapy Podcast to stay on the rational side of life.